head into the Ringerverse to stay up to date with all things superheroes and nerd culture entertainment. Hosted by a rotating lineup of superfans at the Ringer, including Mallory Rubin and Van Lathan, shows will provide instant reactions to blockbuster releases, insightful backstories on canon, and mind-bending theories, as well as fresh takes on the latest news and rumors. Check out the Ringerverse on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome into this surprise Friday edition of the Spotify Green Room Show. Uh, from your friends here at New York, New York, yours truly, JJ John Stremsky with you. And the New York Giants have themselves a new general manager. And I'm not really surprised it's Joe Shane. Joe Shane of the Buffalo Bills. Joe Shane now the new leader for the New York Giants. And you look around the NFL. And you go through NFL media types, the execs, all, all, all the people that, you know, speculate about front office types and know the inner workings of what's going on around the league. This is a move that is getting universal praise basically throughout the NFL landscape. Good for the New York Giants. The New York Giants who have gone through a period where they've done a whole lot of losing, where they've made a whole lot of lousy decisions. They go and get a front office type who is a part of one of the most well-run organizations in the NFL, really for the better part of the last three to four years. When you think about what Buffalo has done with Brandon Bean, they draft Josh Allen, they hire Sean McDermott, they build this defense up. They're now a legit Super Bowl contender. If you are going to get what Buffalo has, I'm thrilled as a Giant fan. I can't find you a negative with Joe Shane. The guy's been around forever, worked under Bill Parcells, 
goes and works on the Brandon Bean and seems like exactly the sort of guy that I would want leading my franchise. And a buddy of mine brought this to my attention. And I think he is 1,000% right. I really do. I think Giants Twitter. And I think that this vocal, angry, ticked-off fan base played a major role in getting a new general manager. I really believe that. And in getting a new head coach. And on the Giants landing Joe Shane, if, I don't know, they keep Joe Judge and it's status quo, I'm not sure about that, folks. I'm not sure about that. I think in order to get the GM candidate that you wanted, the creme de la creme, the top-notch guys, and it seems like everybody interviewed came from great organizations, great background, awesome stuff. But are you getting this candidate? Are you getting Joe Shane? If Joe Judge is here, I'm saying that's a hard no. I think that's a major no. So now that you know it's Shane and you know of his connection with the Buffalo Bills, it gets us to the head coaching search and who the next guy is going to be. And listen, I know Brian Flores, my former coach, is going to be a popular choice amongst a lot of people within the fan base. He's got coaching experience. He's had back-to-back winning seasons with the Miami Dolphins. He's got the Brooklyn connection, which you're going to love. And listen, make no mistake, the Giants going higher Brian Flores, it's a fine hire. I'm going to support the hire. I'm going to give it a round of applause. But I do not think he is the number one choice to Joe Shane. I could be wrong on this. I think Brian Dable is going to be the next state coach at the New York Giants. I just think the connection with the front office, the fact that they've spent the last couple of years in Buffalo, and the fact that the Giants are trying to get an offensive mind for the first time in a long time that, that understands the 21st century football, not Pat Shermer, not Ben McAdoo, and you throw in the fact Dable ties to Belichick, Saban, and Joe Shane, I think he ends up being your head coach. I don't buy it's going to be Dan Quinn. I don't buy it's going to be Leslie Frazier. I think one of two guys is the next head coach in the New York Giants. I think it's Brian Dable or I think it's Brian Flores. I think a Brian will be coaching the New York Giants. And listen, I don't think you could go wrong either way. I think if you end up with either one of those guys, I could find major, major positives and a whole lot of things I like. I think with Dable, it's the question of not having head coaching experience. I think with Flores, it comes down to what the offensive staff is going to look like. But if you tell me, Brian Dable, Brian Flores, I'm down, I'm in, let's freaking go. Let's freaking go. So I would say one of those two, Giants can't go wrong. All right, calls. Let's head to the Coney Island Cobra. Cobra, take it away. Hey, pal. You know, I'm, I'm happy with the hire, to be honest with you. You know, Joe Shane, Joe Sean, whatever the fuck you want to call him, we need a fucking win. Let's win. So if this guy's here to build it, let's go. Let's build it. I mean, he's going to have to tear it down. He's going to have to deal with the nepotism that is Chris Mara being the sniveling coffee boy that he is. But let's go do this and let's get it done. But Cobra, let's be fair. Hey, let's be fair now for a second, though, Cobra. We've been killing this ownership group, and rightfully so, the last couple of years. I know you have. I know that I have. But doesn't it seem like they did the right thing here? They went outside the organization. They did not retain a head coach. 
and straddle him to any GM that they were going to bring in here. They looked at winning organizations around the league and got somebody that seems to be a slam dunk candidate. I don't know if Joe Shane's going to be a slam dunk GM, but as far as their process, as far as what they did in trying to find the guy and identify the guy, I think there's a lot to like here. I look, I like, I like, I like the candidate. I like, all, I like Tim and I like Peters. I, I like Peters a little bit more. But that being said, they had to go outside the organization. They were an embarrassment. Let's, let's call it what it is. They were an embarrassment the last, the last, merely the last decade. The way they've drafted the process, even, even though I don't believe, I don't put too much uh, stock in that athletic article. I'm not surprising, but hey, now go out, pick the head coach. If it's Dable, I'd rather have Flores just because he's been a head coach. Is that what it comes down to for you, Cobra? The idea that you don't want to go down the road of first-year head coach after McAdoo, after Joe Judge, you want somebody with experience? I get that argument, but I do believe the connection for Shane with Dable is real. And the idea that you get a year of evaluation with Jones, Dable comes in, if he likes Jones, he can work with Jones, great. But if not, the following year in a reset, you go and draft the quarterback and hopefully mold him the way that Allen was molded in Buffalo. I think that's the selling point for Brian Dable. I do. Well, look, they had look if if it's if it's Joe Shane, Joe Shane's the GM with any pick stable. Look, now he at least has a plan. They can move forward. They can do something. I'm happy with that. But they, look, this organization needs to come in, and when it comes to talent, that's what we need to see. An eval. Evaluating the talent with this organization. Look, you look at both sides of the ball. You know, the offensive side of the ball. I don't, other than Andrew Thomas right now, I don't know what I can say is who we keep basically. And then as far as the defensive side, you have a couple of pieces there, but the talent, the talent with this organization is piss fucking poor right now. And that's what needs to change. And you know, they got two, they got draft capital, but the cap is shit. So. I'm waiting to see what he's going to do, basically. And, I, and I'm and i willing to have patience. But our patience has been tested the last few years. I get that, Cobra. Listen, there's been a whole lot of losing. But I do not want to attach. Excellent call. Good start to the show. I do not want to attach the losing of Dave Gettleman and the failures of Jerry Reese at the end to what Joe Shane's going to do in this 2022 season. If he wants to tear it down, get the cap right, get the Giants in a position where the following year and beyond, they really can grow. That's the way to do it. That's fine by me. I'm not looking for a quick fix here with the Giants because I don't think there is one. I think next year is is a retool year in many ways, especially with that salary cap. All right, let's head to Ian. He's up next. Ian, my boy. How we doing, buddy? JJ, what's going on? How are you? Ian, fantastic, man. Good hearing your voice. What's up? Good, good. Uh yeah, I mean, it, JJ, I completely agree. I think they need an offensive-minded coach. Um, you know, when the, when the Giants hired Joe Judge, I wanted the enemy. I'd love to see Eric the enemy be the head coach of the New York Giants. I don't see it, though, Ian. I mean, with the connection now that, that Shane is going to have with Brian Dable and with the fanfare that Brian Flores is going to get, winning a head coach, Brooklyn guy, I, I'd be very surprised if one of those two guys is not your head coach. I don't... I don't see Bienemy getting this gig. And, you know, you got to wonder with Eric Bienemy. The guy works with Andy Reid. He obviously has been a part of a great offense over the last few years. What is going on around Bienemy so that he continues to be this guy who's on the outside looking in? Like, I got to wonder, what is the, 
what is the skeleton? What is the elephant in the room that's preventing him from getting a head coaching job? I'd love to know. And to your point, like, it's great to look like a great OC when you've got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. Well, that's always a fear of mine. And listen, I think that's a question that Josh McDaniels had to deal with when he had Tom Brady. And I think it's a question that Byron Leftwich, quite frankly, is going to have to deal with when you got Tom Brady and the GOAT that you were working with. Um, Until you get a job, until you can prove, hey, I'm not a product of Brady or I'm not a product of Mahomes or Adam Gaze, I'm not a product of Peyton Manning. Until you are given that opportunity, yeah, there's always going to be a question about a coordinator. Dable, what I like about Dable is Josh Allen was as raw as can be when he started working with him. Let's not make Josh Allen out to be a guy that was can't miss as a quarterback. He was not Trevor Lawrence in college. Unless you were dialed into Wyoming games. Listen, I had serious questions about his accuracy. The way he has improved, the way he's gotten better, I think that is a major, major positive in thinking about Brian Dable as your next coach. Listen, I love Brian Flores. So if the Giants go and hire Brian Flores and I get to watch him now coaching the Giants for the next couple of years, I'm going to be very supportive because he's a leader. There's an it factor about him. I'm sure being back in New York would mean the world to him, homecoming. The question I'd have for Brian, though, what is your plan for the offensive side of the ball and who are you hiring as your coordinator? Because you went to three coordinators in three years in South Florida. So who's your offensive coordinator? Charlie in Elmhurst. What's up, Charlie? Hey, JJ. So, yeah, this is like uh, out of these GM candidates. This uh, Joe Shane's the one that was like pay attention to more on this hire. Uh, and I think I am I am uh, I'm on board with this hire. I mean, the fact that it's clean house fresh. Uh, I'll let this Joe Shane do whatever necessary things to do. Now, the question will be. Uh, it's the, the draft, the, the Giants. I know who this team is in cap hell. What the, the fraud, uh, fraudulman, uh, the previous GM, that fast, uh, SOB left a whole lot of mess with the cap. They got two draft picks. Now, I don't say this 20 coming season, I don't think it's not going to happen for the Giants. So I think, you know, for tw- it seems better off for doing for the future, get like draft capitals, like trade down, which, this fraud, that fraud GM gentleman didn't do it. So I'm on board, whatever the, uh, he, he, he's doing, but I think trade down will be option. Yeah. Listen, I think it's on the table. Charlie, I think everything's on the table for Shane coming into a new job. I think you can look at where you're at with two top 10 picks. If there are guys that you identify as cornerstones, as blue chippers, and you don't like the overall depth in this draft then you stay right where you're at. If you're in a position where, you know, you're not in love with a particular player, you can kind of reevaluate. I think all of those options are on the table for the team. What I am curious to see first and foremost is, okay, who do you prioritize as your head coach? Is it somebody you have a working relationship with in Buffalo? Is it somebody that wows you now in the interview process where you say, wow, this is somebody I can't wait to work with? I want to make something clear. If the Giants go and hire Brian Flores, I am not buying for a minute this idea that you have a head coach and a GM who are on two different wavelengths. Because I do believe, Charlie, the Giants are going to let Joe Shane have a lot of say 
in hiring this next head coach. I do not think this will be a situation where Joe Shane comes in and he's powerless when it comes to that decision. Ownership will have input. Ownership will probably give their opinions. But I think the Giants are aware of where they've been the last couple of years. So that's a good thing. Get everybody on the same page. And I'm telling you, this is the most excited a Giant fan should be since they won their second Super Bowl with Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. The Giant franchise is in the best place they have been since that day. Crazy, but true. Oh, yes. I mean, uh, Joe Shane, I mean, you, I mean, that's why uh, I think Mara needs to accept the truth of whatever Joe Shane uh, pre- uh, presents you. Because right now, John Mara is, I, at that point, right now, is clueless. He has no football acumen by hiring all those GM, this coach. They thought about keeping that, the, uh, what is that, Joe, Joe Frodge and that custom buffoon head coach. I'll let Joe Shane do whatever needs to do. Now, I think Brian Flores, as much as a JJ, I, I like Brian Flores. Of course, you got the coaching stuff, but I want Joe Shane. He, he wants is most comfortable with the hire with his head pick his head coach. Maybe not Brian Flores. I'll be okay with it, but let's see how it goes. And yeah, the Knicks suck. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Yeah, listen, we'll save the next for another day. There's nothing to say there. That was as embarrassing as it gets if you... Heard on New York, New York podcast with Joe B and all the wrinkles we have. Uh, we were very, very critical of the New York Knickerbockers yesterday. Today is about the Giants, though. Today is about the Giants. Let's head to, is it Ferry Watt? I hope that I have this correct. Ferry Watt, is that correct? It's got a hell of an emoji, by the way. It's got, like, some badass bear. I feel- Ah, Ferry Watt, I cut you off there prematurely. Get back on the line. Let's head to Aaron, who's up next. Aaron, what's up, buddy? What's up, JJ? Hey, Aaron, what's up, dude? I'm just going to ask what I asked on the voicemail. Is that fine? Because it didn't get answered. 
That, that's fine. What is it giant related? I'm not doing anything that's not giant related. Yes, right giant related. Who do you think had a All right, let's hear before it. Joe Judge got fired? Who do you think had a higher approval rating in New York? Aaron Boone or Joe Judge? Before Judge got fired, I, I would say Boone, believe it or not, because at least Aaron Boone has been a part of teams that have gone to the postseason. And listen, I'm no I'm no fan of Aaron Boone. You I mean are you kidding me? I want Buck Showalter managing the New York Yankees. But Judge, I mean, after a 4-13 season, after that pressure, after the back-to-back quarterback sneaks, come on. Well, what do you think? All right, Ferry Watt, I apologize. I was a jerk. I cut you off prematurely. My bad, dude. What's up? No, that's okay. Um, I just don't see the fit with Deeple and the um, for the Giants in terms of co- um, head coach. Why is that the case? Why don't you see the fit? Because I really don't think his offenses are original. He puts a lot of pressure on his quarterback. Um, I mean, he's developed the quarterback, though, no? I mean, look at the job he's done with Allen. Allen was a nobody when he got to Buffalo. I think he's a great leader. I think I believe he's a great leader. But I think um, Allen's development is, A, with his um, own um, coaching and offseason. Well, he's put the time in. Listen, I'll give you that. You want to tell me that the player put the work in and that the player got better and better and better and you want to give him the props for that? That's fine. But you got to give some props to Brian Dable for coaching him up. No, I will. hundred percent, I will. But I just don't think he's original. He excess, like I, I call him like a copy-paste OC because I don't think he is as original as like the other. I think Nathaniel Hackett, if they're going to go to like um, the offensive side of the the ball and in terms of what the head coaching. I'd be I, I'd be very, very careful with an offensive coordinator, Ferry Watt, who's working with Aaron Rodgers, who's an established guy, who's been there and done that. And, and maybe Nathaniel Hackett ends up being a great head coach. I, I, I do not see him coaching the New York Giants. The Giants are going to end up with one or two guys, in my opinion. They're going to end up with Brian Dable or they're going to end up with Brian Flores. That's just the way I see it. I do not think Dan Quinn is a serious candidate. I'd be very, very surprised if the Giants go and hire Dan Quinn as the next head coach. I do not think the Giants will hire Leslie Frazier as their next head coach, despite the connection with the Buffalo Bills. I think it's one of two people, folks. I think it's Dable or it's Flores. And if that's the case, God bless. The Giants are in a really, really good spot. All right, let's head to Vance, who joins us. What up, big Vance? How we doing, baby? I'm doing good, JJ. How's life treating you, my good man? Uh, doing great, man. Working today. Didn't expect to be, but you know what? When the Giants hire a new GM, we sound the alarm, baby. What's up, dude? Indeed. Well, first off, um, I I, I guess um, from some little Bills fans I know, I guess this is a good hire. So as a Cowboy fan, I should be concerned. But here's here's what I mean to bring up. Like, obviously, Brian Flores is a heck, heck of a coach, but you've heard the rumors. So do you believe the ownership? Would approve the basically the idea about Flores and Watson being a package deal. Excellent, excellent, excellent question. If Brian Flores gets the job, Vince, I think he will push for it because he just went through a quarterback situation that he didn't love in Miami. Now he got the quarterback he wanted. Don't let don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Brian Flores picked the players down in South Florida. He got Kyle Van Oy, he got Jason McCourty, he got Adam Butler. Brian Flores got whatever the hell he wanted. Chris Greer is not an egomaniac. He may not be a good GM, but he's not an egomaniac. Brian Flores picked the players. So, like, anybody who's thrown out, oh, he wanted Herbert, bullshit, okay? Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I feel like I'm in that Matthew McConaughey movie. 
But I do know he wanted Deshaun Watson. There's no secret there. Do I think giant ownership would sign off on that? Man, my gut feel is no. I do think they could potentially be convinced. That would be one hell of a sales job and a sales pitch from Brian Flores. I think Brian Dables, the coach, there's no way in the world they're bringing in Deshaun Watson. And I I think personally, Shane is going to support the idea of, hey, let's reset in 2022. Let's get our cap right. And then we build in 2023. With a loaded draft class, the opportunity to reset, a year look at Daniel Jones. That's my gut feel with the Giants. I do not think they'll end up in the Deshaun Watson market. The chances of that, though, increase if we're talking about Brian Flores as the head coach. At least it's a conversation. All right, let's head to Lee, who's up next. What's happening, Lee? What's going on, JJ? I actually, you kind of stole my thunder. I I was going to mention that this year is going to be a wash for the Giants. And I think Giants fans like me have to understand that, that what this year has to be about is building out the culture, getting some evaluations on certain players, but they're in salary cap hell next year. They've got numbers on players that are absolutely insane. Leonard Williams, I think that's almost a $35, $36 million cap number because of all the crazy contracts that were signed last year. So I think, you know, when we're talking about what we're going to do from a head coaching standpoint, it's really going to be about who do, what does that coach want to see from the talent that we have and what is going to be their vision for, not for next year, but for 23, 24 and beyond. You know, it's a very good point. I think that'll end up being the philosophy of this general manager. The one thing I'd say about Brian Flores, if indeed he is put in that position, he's kind of been there. He's kind of done that. Not to the extreme that went on in Miami where they just basically gutted every veteran off of that team. I mean, they said goodbye to Cameron Wake. They said goodbye to Ryan Tannehill. They said goodbye um, to all sorts of dudes. Amendola. Um, they traded away Minka Fitzpatrick. It was basically an open tank job, if we're being perfectly honest. He has gone through that. They competed. They won games at the end of the year. So I don't think that would be a total shell shock experience for Flores. But again, I just keep going back, Lee, to the connection that Joe Shane has with the Buffalo Bills and the work that he did with Josh Allen. And my gut feel is that he's going to want that relationship to continue here with the New York Giants. That's just my gut feel. I get it, and I, I understand it, and I, and, I, and I respect it. But I think I, I just understand that when we come next year and this team, again, is going to be 4-12, 4-13, 5-12, whatever the new numbers are, um, that – as long as we are cutting out the dead weight this time next year and restructuring those contracts and putting in, you know, put getting rid of some of this cap so that we can build it in this GM's mold, that's going to be a successful year for us. Yeah, I agree with that. Listen, next year is not about wins and losses from a Giants standpoint. And you're going to have a first-year GM. You're going to have a new head coach. You're resetting this bad boy. You're resetting it. So I'm not putting a win total on next year for the Giants. How could you? now? I didn't know he was going to join us. He's a busy guy. It's a Friday. I don't know. He might have big plans uh, around the weekend. Maybe trying to tie up some loose ends before the divisional round. But the Giants have a new GM. So, of course, Danny Heifetz is going to check in. Buddy, 
You get a guy that's like getting universal praise around the league. What a world are we living in? It's the roller coaster, baby. We're back. Best model franchise has returned. The it only took three weeks. Giant way. How the about model that? franchise. I, I said this a few minutes ago. This is the best day for the giant organization since they won that second Super Bowl with Coughlin and Eli Manning. I don't Probably think I'm exaggerating. Right. I think it's the best day they've had because it I seems like they actually catch, have a plan. But they plan, lost dude. to the Cowboys. Yeah, I know. I, I, it wouldn't work that way. No. I'm over the moon. This is fantastic. I think this is the best thing they could have done. I think at the end of the day, when you've got these kind of franchises where the family's integrated and it's like you either get lucky with a hire or you don't. They got lucky with Tom Coughlin. They got lucky that they decided to keep Coughlin instead of fire him. And they have gotten completely unlucky and whiffed on every hire since. This feels like, we'll see if it's a home run, but this feels like a solid double up the gap, like, you know, a stand-up double. Like, this is such a good hire. I'm absolutely thrilled about it. You know, Heifetz, I was thinking about this with, all of the names that have been thrown out. You have somebody from the Chiefs organization. You have somebody from the Niners organization. Now Shane with the Bills. Was he your top dog, your top choice? I, I, I haven't really been going like crazy endorsing any of these particular guys because I got to be perfectly honest, dude. I liked all three of their resumes. Like I saw the finalist list. I saw all three of these names. And I said, if any of these three end up as giant general manager, I'm going to be very, very happy. I completely agree. I think let, let, let's be real. Like it's really hard to evaluate these guys, right? Like it's yeah, not like the you coaches. Don't you don't see. I mean, you don't know. You exactly. don't have the body of work to judge. They're with good organizations. They seem like they have good resumes. Hey, that's good enough for me. Here's the reality. Like the, the Bill's scouting has been fantastic. He has the Parcells connections. Like there's times like it's just, this is the kind of guy where I am just thrilled that the Giants have turned over their, leadership to someone that one it's just quite frankly just seems to have been younger it's like he spent enough time I, I like there's a great story in the athletic where Joe Shane wasn't trying to keep or wasn't just trying to get the first job right he wasn't just trying to get the first GM job he probably could have maybe gotten something two two years ago last year but like this is someone who tried to wait make sure that he had like all the answers to the test before he sat down and I'm just thrilled that this is happening I think this is fantastic the Bills have been one of the best run organizations uh, I think there's a lot of off-season work. Obviously, the head coach stuff is still going to be a huge decision, but this is as encouraging of a sign, I think, as they really could have taken. I mentioned the head coach right when I started, a couple minutes in. My gut feel, Heifetz, Brian Dable is the next head coach at the New York Giants. If it's yeah. not Brian Dable, I think it's Brian Flores. Would you agree? I think that it, it feels that way, doesn't it? It certainly feels like Dable's 1A. It feels like Flores is up there. It'll be really strange to see how committed Flores is to getting Deshaun Watson. That would be kind of like this weird dark cloud over the whole process. We'll see how real that is. Well, I was going to say, um, I don't know if Mayor and Tish would sign off on that. Somebody just asked like me wouldn't. that a few minutes ago. I don't think they'd sign off on that. I don't think it'd be a deal breaker for Brian, though. I think Brian is a Brooklyn guy. I think the idea of having this homecoming with the New York Giants would be incredible for him. I think Brian Flores really wants this job. Like, if you're going to ask me, Brian Flores can have any of the available jobs that is out there. I think the Giants would be number one. But if Joe Shane is like, hey, listen, I got a coordinator who's got ties to Belichick, Saban, and did great work with my young quarterback. That's my guy. I think the Giants listen to him, Danny. I do not think ownership will get in the way of pushing a head coaching candidate on Joe Shane. I think Shane is going to have a major, major say in this process. I also think this job just got a lot more appealing and that's really important. I think that what the Giants mistakes have been the last few years was not really giving the opportunity for this clean reset of GM coach combo. And you talk about all the time where the Jets screwed that up. I think that what's important now is that the Giants seating 
hopefully seeing full control to Shane also makes this a more appealing job because they got two first round picks and you've got maybe you trade back, you get another pick next year, but like that, they're not going to be good in 2022. But the 2023 quarterback class is so much better than this year's class, right? You're going to have CJ Stroud from Ohio State, you know, Bryce Young from Alabama. There might be like three, four quarterbacks going in the top 15. It'll be maybe even better than the, the class we just had this year with Lawrence and Mac Jones and Trey Lance. And like that was obviously a huge quarterback class. So suddenly this is a kind of an appealing job because as we said last time, the fact that the Giants cap situation is so messed up is actually kind of a plus for a GM because you kind of get an extra year two years to kind of be like, well, I inherited this mess from Gettleman. You kind of have more time as opposed to taking over like a competitive team. So I actually think that there's more patience they can afford. And obviously the Giants want that now that they've had, what, three straight coaches that didn't get more than two seasons. So I think this is actually kind of a pretty appealing opportunity compared to where it was three weeks ago. I would agree with that. Um, Do you see any dark horse candidate emerging as the head coach? Like I saw Dan Quinn was asked to be interviewed a few days ago. And listen, I know he's coached before. I know he's taken a team to the Super Bowl. Heifetz, I can't imagine that the Giants are going to hire Dan Quinn. I'd be shocked, dude. I'd be shocked. I mean, there's certainly dark horse candidates. This is still a team that probably listens to Ernie and Corsi and Bill Parcells and, like, you know, listens to people. I mean, I hopefully, I hope, I hope that Shane has well, I mean, Judge, kind of full for example, control. Judge came out of nowhere. Nobody knew exactly. Judge's name until he got the job. Yeah, but in reality, I think what happens a lot of times is – this isn't just football. This is sports. This is organizations writ large. Like, right. Like you have a, whoever a leader is in charge and they get fired. You generally replace them with someone different, right? People generally want something different. And so like when you're replacing, um, a Joe judge, who's generally a young. Did we lose Heifetz? I think we lost Heifetz. All right. Heifetz, we'll pull you back up in a minute. In the meantime, let's take a couple of calls. Yes, Scotty. JJ, bro, Joe Shane, I'm very excited for this, man. You should be. Listen, you're getting a highly regarded GM. You're getting a guy that's getting universal praise around the league. Seems like the Giants are doing it right. Gotta love it. I thought we were going to get, I, I heard rumors, they were saying it was between him and the guy from San Francisco, which I would have been fine with either or. Well, that's the thing, Scotty. You know, people have asked me my preference for the GM. I'm like, listen. From what I'm hearing, from what I'm reading, it seems like the Giants can't go wrong. Now we'll see if these guys are up to the challenge of leading an organization. It looks good on paper. It sounds good. But now it's time for a guy like Joe Shane to show, hey, guess what? I'm top dog. Let's freaking go. JJ, this is the first time the Giants have hired a GM outside the organization since 1979. Since George Young. How crazy is that? Since George Young. I'll give you context. My parents are 21 in 1979. It's 63 now. That's how long it's been. Yeah, it's been a long, long time. And listen, Scotty, I had no problem when they hired Jerry Reese to replace Ernie Acorsi. And Jerry Reese had great success. Um, I hated the, the Dave Gettleman hire. I, I thought it made absolutely no sense. The end of his track record in Carolina was not particularly good. They did not go outside the organization to get an honest, fair, real evaluation to exactly where they were at as a franchise. So the last couple of years have kind of forced the Giants' hands, Scotty. They had to go outside the organization. They had to get somebody with this sort of resume and this sort of track record. Now they have the opportunity to build it back up and see how the Giants are going to look. It's going to be fascinating. All right, Heifetz, we lost your buddy. You're back. Um, I got you. I got you. Um. It's pretty crazy the Giants have not gone outside the organization to hire a GM since the late 70s and George Young. Isn't that crazy? 
That's and the, the commissioner forced them to do it. Like, I know. <laughs> but let's and be honest. And then the fans forced let's them to be do honest. It. They go and get Ernie, Ernie Acorsi. No one's going to complain about Ernie Acorsi. They go and get Jerry Reese and the success Jerry Reese had, especially early in his Giants tenure. No one's going to complain. I think for Giant fans, the complaints in many ways start with Dave Gettleman, who made no sense, who was so outdated, who was so past his prime. Uh, Heifetz, he's going to go down as the worst general manager, I think, in the history of the franchise. So the good news for Joe Shane, there's nowhere to go but up, bro. Let's be honest. (laughs) There's nowhere to go but up. It's kind of like the opposite of what the Patriots have, where someone's going to have to follow Bill Belichick or Mac Jones had to follow Tom Brady. And it's like, how you do that? It's, it's the opposite. It's kind of like you follow a comic who bombs. It's like, it's, yeah, you're going to be funny just because you're not that guy. That's exactly what you want. Um, do you think Shane Dable increases the chances we see? I feel like Daniel Jones is the giant quarterback next year, not with an option attached to him. Is that is yeah. that your gut feel at this point? Definitely, definitely, definitely. For even for a simple reason, forget the way Daniel Jones has been playing. Forget the turnovers. Forget that his growth. Forget all that. He has this neck injury that kept him out of the season. And when you, the way that works now. So for the people who don't know, when you are drafted in the first round, you get a four-year contract, but the team automatically gets a fifth-year option where they can give you kind of a big raise, and they can be like, "Oh, well, we want to have you this fifth-year option." So the Giants have to decide if they want to add a year to Daniel Jones's contract, and they have to do that by May. The problem is. If they do that, the fifth year is guaranteed. So if they exercise that option in May, they guarantee have to pay Daniel Jones like $20 million in 2023, which considering we don't know the status of his neck and his spinal injury in what is this, January 21st of 2022, you can't guarantee him money for 18 months from now. That's crazy. I would agree. And I'm intrigued to see what an offensive coaching staff would do. That, see, that's the thing, Heifetz. If they hire Dable, I think the question around Brian Dable is, all right, good resume, good track record, never as a head coach before. How is he going to handle that? If they hire Brian Flores, and we talked about this when he was let go in Miami, I think the number one question for Flores, it's not even Deshaun Watson. Danny, it's this question of what is your plan for an offensive coaching staff and who are you looking at as your next offensive coordinator? That's what I'm dying to know. It's a really good question. I think that that's, and that's honestly the biggest question for Flores, right? Because, I mean, you know better than me. Like, he just ran through assistance in that Dolphins scheme, right? I mean, the Dolphins have two offensive coordinators this season. I mean, they, they were splitting duties, which, you know, play calling kind of changed, like, week to week, month to month. Like, those aren't things you usually hear about. So, I, I think that will definitely be a huge question because you generally have someone who brings in someone that they know and they know very well and they kind of are buddies and they have a system they want to run or you kind of like kind of do what Matt Rule did where Matt Rule kind of brought in Joe Brady and somebody didn't necessarily know, but it's like a scheme guy. Right. I think that, I, you know, I think that it kind of comes down to what kind of team the giants want to be like the, this kind of wide zone system, the Shanahan system is kind of in vogue and taking over the NFL, but it's easier, a lot easier to say to do that than to just do it. You know what I mean? You kind of have to overhaul your whole team to do one of those things. This was a surprise popping. I'm glad you were able to make it. I'm going to let you go on this note. The next head coach of the New York Giants right now, according to Danny Heifetz, will be who? Brian Dable. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure for Brian Flores. I think a lot of fans are going to be leaving voicemails and call me suggesting Brian Flores. And that's fine if they go in that direction. I think they got a terrific head coach. But my gut feel is Shane is taking his guy from the Buffalo Bills. So we're on the same page. Heifetz. 
I'm sure we'll be chatting more over the next couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, get the bat line ready, okay? Absolutely. Thank you, JJ. Heifetz pops in. Man of honor, of course, because that's what we do around here. All right, I'm going to take a couple of calls, then we're going to say goodbye. Ben joins us. What's up, Ben? Big Ben. Hey, John. Um, how do you evaluate a GM? Like, don't you run the risk of the same thing happening when you bring in a Patriots coach because the organization is so good? That's the same concern with Eric Bieniemy in Kansas City. Like, maybe you just have contacts or a good reputation, but how do you know Joe Schoen is kind of the real deal and it's not the circumstance that he's in? It's a fair question. You don't know with any person within a front office how they're going to handle being a GM until they're put in that position, Ben. It's like anything else. It's like a coordinator. It's like a scout. It's like somebody involved, the pro personnel, assistant GM, whatever the case may be. They got to get the job first, and then you got to see how they respond. All you can do is look at their qualifications, look at their resume, and feel good about them taking that next step and that next evolution in their career. It's all you can do. Listen, if Joe Shane bombs his general manager, at least the Giants got somebody with good qualifications. And they went outside the organization. You won't be able to kill him for that if Shane stinks. I think qualifications are quite good. This strikes me as a guy that's ready to be a GM. That's, that's my personal take. All right, last but not least, we'll try this one more time. Shay, Shay, you got to unmute that microphone, buddy. Let's go. There we go. Shay, you're a man of honor. Thank you, buddy. What's up? Yes. Yeah, I, I just, I'm just thinking back to Black Monday when we all thought Joe Judge was staying and they were just putting on this parade for Gettleman and how angry Giants Twitter was. I was texting a buddy of mine who was a Niners fan, just trying to get someone else to understand like what we were dealing with. But uh, it, it really seems we've come full circle here and I know this next season is going to be tough, but there's definitely hope going forward. No question, Shay. And I think you bring up a very good point. I do believe that Giants Twitter and the media and our podcast and all of the voices that have been out there killing the franchise over the last few weeks and destroyed the franchise when it seemed like Joe Judge was going to be retained as head coach. I 1000% believe that played a role in the Giants changing course, doing the right thing, and blowing up this organization. I think your voices really made a difference. I really do. They're getting it right. We'll see about the head coach. We'll see about the offseason. They got themselves a super qualified, top-notch GM candidate. Now, let's see if he can run a franchise. I enjoyed this impromptu green room. We got one Saturday night. After the two wildcard games, we got one Sunday, an hour before kickoff. New York, New York, our Friday pod is up. This will be posted as a pod. We're back on Sunday. Busy weekend. JJ out. Be good, everybody.